What's going on? This is Lewis Angel with AE Mind, and for today's Memory Experts interview, I have Lance Shirtheart. I hope I said that right. Um, how you doing, Lance? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Doing great. Cool, man. How about you? Doing pretty good, man. Loving the beard. Loving the beard. Letting it grow again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grows fast. I just shaved last week. Can you believe that? <laughs> really? Get out of here. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's no, it's just a joke. <laughs> no, man. Uh, well, it takes me forever. Like, mine grows in like patches. I have to shave like constantly. But uh, yeah, I, I wish I had your your uh, you know your full facial hair type of growth growth skills. I I don't. <laughs> um, so man, it's an honor to have you on here, man. You know, I, I we we were there. Honor to be here. <laughs> Thanks, superhuman man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, you know, I, I was with you in China, you know, you're our teammate, Team USA, man, we did freaking awesome, you pretty much, you, Alex, and Nelson, you guys just dominated, so that was incredible, man, gave us our first ever trophy as a team at uh, this competition, at the world competition, so, you know, that was, that was all because of what you guys accomplished, so that was awesome for me to just be around that and be a part of that, it was incredible. Um, so, you know, you know, world memory competition, you got the world record. You literally are in the Guinness World uh, Book of World Records right now for spoken numbers. You broke the world record for spoken numbers. I have that on video. I'll probably show a clip of that here. In gold medal position. With a score of 456 raw score. 1,104 championship points. The new world record from United States of America, Lance Sherrard. Yeah! USA! Them in. You just got the world record. Uh, my, my parents used to give me a Guinness book every year for Christmas. It's one I used to think that I'd be, you know, I'd be in there someday and I didn't know what for though. And when I was at 426 digits, I had this thought, like, like this is it, this is the Guinness book thing. Yeah. And then I, I might have made a mistake right there, right beforehand, but I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. And you got this it, is, man. This, uh, I, In fourth I, position. This must be the best moment. With 7,199 championship points. Awesome. Talk to me about that alone, man. How was that experience for you, breaking that record at the competition? Oh, yeah, that was something else. It's, you know, uh, in America, it's it's not easy to to uh, get around to championships. They're in Asia, they're in they're in Europe, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll have one chance to do it, two chances to do it in a year. Uh, and, uh, you know, th this is the first time that I was actually good enough to to have a chance to do it. Uh, so it was it was big to be able to pull. At all, you know, some days are really uh, good with spoken numbers. Some days not so good. And I I could really feel it after that first trial. I, I went to Marvin. I went to Alex, and I was like, guys, I'm this is I'm spawn today. This is gonna happen. Man. So uh, it was wonderful. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Yeah, and, and you know, I have your reaction afterwards. You're talking about how you know, as a kid, you're looking at the the Guinness Book of World Records, and you're like, man, maybe one day. You, you just didn't know what, what it was for, and 
man, lo and behold, it's for memorizing a super long number, 456 digits in consecutive order, right? Not being repeated, just one second per digit, and you did it, man. You're the best in the world at doing that. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, talk to me about that. Yeah. Like, What does it feel like to you to be in the book, you know, the Guinness Book of World Records for that? Um, you know, um, it, it takes, it takes so long to get here, uh, that, that, uh, you know, by the, by the time you're actually there, it's, it's been a while in, in your mind where, where you've been thinking, you know, this is, this really is a possibility for the future. So you're kind of prepared for it in a way that it's kind of different than, uh, winning the lottery or something like that. Right. Um, it, it's you know it's one of those things that uh, that you can always you can always carry with you. There was there's a day there was a year uh, and nobody could touch me that that day that year, uh, and uh, it's it's a great thing. That's awesome. <clears throat> you know your mom was there, your dad was there. How how did it feel, you know, yeah. for your parents to be there and, and also you know what did they tell you afterwards about your performance at the competition? Oh, uh, well, yeah, my, my parents are so, so supportive, uh, of this. They're, they're really great. Um, and yeah, they were there and whenever I went out into the lobby, uh, they, they said that heard what happened and, uh, yet they seemed like kind of less impressed than I was expecting. And it, and it didn't come out until later that they heard that I did the best in the room they didn't know that it was a world record, so, wow. <laughs> so uh, they were they were really shocked whenever they actually learned that much. That it was, yeah, man, the world record. So that's awesome. Again, congratulations on that. And overall, yeah. you did great, man. You know, I know first day was a little bit of a struggle, but you picked up, you know, second, third day, and you came through at the end to to really make up ground for for how the first day kind of was for you. So incredible job out there, man. You know, the MAA, I, talk yeah. to me about the MAA. You did some, you had some really good scores at that MAA. I think you had some national records as well. Talk to me about that and how that also compares to say the USA Memory Championship where there's only four sure. events, main events at that one and then the championship rounds. Uh, so talk to me about the MAA. Okay, well, first of all, a quick, uh, quick comparison. Um, you know, not only does the USA Memory Championship only have four disciplines. Uh, two of them aren't even uh, found anywhere else. The, the national names, names we find in the United States, uh, as well as poetry. These are these are not found uh, anywhere else. So, right. Um, those, so it's it's very different, and it's it's not a decathlon, and and uh, that's a big deal. There's a lot more that goes into the international championships. Right. Um, now at the MAA, this was this was my first try, and and I've been training really really hard for it. Um, it was first supposed to be about six months before, so I had been training all the way up to that, and then it kept getting pushed back. So I, I had a lot of training going into it, um, right. and and I had high expectations for myself as well. Um, now that that first discipline, random words, uh, this has always been a very difficult one for me. Um, but still, the score that I got there, 25 words in five minutes, uh, mm -hmm. is worth so few points that uh, basically no matter how well I did the rest of the day, I wasn't going to uh, hit the kinds of the kind of overall score that I wanted. And, and this was going to be maybe my 
only chance in a year to to get those kinds of scores. So mm-hmm. so it was hard, and, and I was uh, pacing around, grumbling to myself outside after uh, after that discipline. And uh, Johannes Mallow found me, and he's mm-hmm. he's so huge in the memory world. Anybody getting oh, yeah. into uh, competitive memory is going to come across his name. Yeah, again and again, he's just great. So the fact yeah. that uh, he he just that we hadn't spoken before, the fact that he took enough interest to to come up to me, uh, and you know he asked, "Do you see that that there will be many championships in your future?" And I said, "Yeah, definitely. There are going to be a lot." And he just said, "So then today's today's not you know not your day. It's not going to be." the the one that you remember <laughs> for the rest of your it's not going to be your uh, magnum opus kind of kind of thing or the highlight so you one, think you yeah. can yeah you you think you can uh, go go back in there and have fun for the rest of the day have fun right. and it, actually you know that <clears throat> it was a great opportunity that was the only opportunity I'll ever have to to be able to go in there and just not you know not be too concerned with how it goes and, and just try to have fun. And uh, you know, I, I did so great for the rest of the day, and I know that that that's why it was. It, it was because I, I was calm and relaxed, and, and it was all right. And I set five five national records that day. That's incredible. Um, yeah. And uh, that's 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 why I'm sure. Yeah, and I'm sure you carried that forward into the world memory competition as well, because you know it sort of happened also at the competition on day one. But I, I felt like when I was there with you for day, you know for that competition, obviously. But uh, for day one, we had a quick chat, and I'm like, hey man, you know, how do you feel? You're like, you know what? I'm just gonna continue to have fun. At the end of the day, that's why I'm here. I'm gonna have fun and and, and hope for the best, obviously, and just go for the best, right? And and you saw that because right. day two, day three, man, things just shifted and turned. Um, so that, that, that was, I'm pretty sure that you, you learned that from the MAA, you know, last year as well. Right, right. Well, that was a good thing to learn. Actually, that, that first day, uh, I, I mean, the, I got there a day before the championship. Uh, I got pretty sick that day yeah. and, and that night. Uh, it, it was not good. Um, but yes, I, and, and so whenever that first day, so to give an idea to your viewers of, of how that first day went. There was three disciplines, so I expected it to be roughly 30% of my total score. It, it, at the end of the day, it wound up being 7% of my total score for the combination of the... I did worse on all three of them combined than I would have wanted to do on any single one discipline. So yeah. as far as overall score, once again, it, it was uh, it was really... Uh, my, I wasn't going to reach my expectations, but I yeah. was able to go out there and have fun. I had learned that from Hannes a little earlier on. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome, man. So now, you know, everybody knows you as this memory badass now, right? You, you go out there, you're slaying all, all these events, and uh, you do really well in training, right? You do well in training and then also at these competitions. However, I'm, you know, talk to me about Lance, young Lance, growing up, going to school, and and you know, sitting down in classes and even hanging around with your friends. Talk to me about you know how that journey was. How did you even discover memory techniques? How did you get into this world? And were you always able to memorize all this information very quickly, like you can now? Uh, yeah, my memory uh, growing up was uh, was definitely not good. Definitely not good. Yeah. It's always felt like a a running joke that that uh. The, 
I would as far as the daily things, losing losing my keys and and so on. Yeah. I was the king of of all of those things, whatever you could <laughs> think of. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, uh, they say, and I'm sure uh, your viewers have heard, and and I say, uh, anybody can learn these techniques. Anybody can do this. If there was a person who could not could not do this because of not having a good memory to begin with, then I would probably be that person. So okay. uh, that much is true. Uh, growing up, you wouldn't have found uh, that I had any interest in this in, in particular. I had no idea that these uh, skills or championships existed. existed. But one, one thing that I did always do, uh, always have done and, and will probably continue to do, is that I... I do pick up skills and and learn them. I'm, I'm fascinated by the idea that that some sort of skill or art uh, exists that people do, and, and uh, I I really dive into it. Um, and this is one that um, is so you know like one of those one of those examples would be a sleight of hand was something I found interesting when I was younger mm -hmm. and uh, um, that I, I really enjoyed practicing. And then. You know, I find this skill later on, and um, it's so much—it's so much like real magic. That's—that's right. that's what's not satisfying about about sleight of hand is you see all the dirty work from your from your yeah, angle, yeah. and no, you right. can't make anything disappear. But but these days, it's like I'm really making things disappear. This is this yeah. is real. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they're disappearing and in your that's... mind and they're reappearing, right? Because you're you're able to recall right. and recite all that information they may disappear and vanish, but then when you recall it, it's like, what? Where did that come from? Right? Because normally people can't do yeah. the things that, that you can do in like it's saying these competitions and in real life. So that just wows and amazes people. That's real magic in a sense, right? It it really is. It's it um you know it's if you just to describe what what I do on, on a daily basis to someone who do, doesn't know, uh, I just do the impossible over and over yeah. all day, every day. It's 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 <laughs> amazing. So so it's a, a really rewarding skill to to stick with for that reason. Now I I uh, found out about it uh, like a lot of people. I, I saw uh, Joshua Forrest's TED talk. He was the 2007 USA Memory Champion. Um, and he said he had never had uh, any uh, intentions of, of doing anything like that, and, and mm -hmm. I hadn't either. So my, what I took from the video was uh, if, if he can do that, I can do that. I, I think I can do whatever it takes to uh, be the next best in America. So I signed on online and, and realized that uh, being the best in America in, in 2013 it's not as easy as it was in 2000, <laughs> 2007 for him. There's a lot more going on these days. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I saw Nelson Dellis' scores and, and was just like, oh, man, can I, can I really do this? And, and uh, right. you know, I, I never have beat Nelson at, at a USA Memory Championship. I, I don't have uh, any of those titles. But uh, as far as my overall score because of the MAA, uh, I did get to uh, spend the year as the number one ranked American, the first one to enter the, yeah. the global top ten until uh, yep. until the World Memory Championship recently. <laughs> Alex just right. just Alex totally killed, killed it. it. It was 
So uh, it's it's yeah. going to be a really hard spot to gain back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think if anybody can do it, man, it's you because you are out there. You're I'm training. Gonna try. And, and you know, and Alex is also your running mate. You guys train and you guys talk to each other on a consistent we do. basis. We right? do. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, you know, in a few moments. But uh, so you got into it because of Josh, and then you just got to work, right? You started just training. Uh, was it? Uh, were you training as hard? like in the beginning as you are now or were you just kind of like oh, okay maybe a few minutes here a few minutes there we'll see how it goes like how was your training like then compared to how it is now uh oh so at the at the beginning um it was it was more of about a uh to about a 12 hour a day thing because wow um, it, it just wound up to uh where i was um just you know, trading a, a, a very large deal of sleep uh, in order to uh, in order to get done as much as I wanted to get done, in order to be able to memorize over a hundred decks in, in every day, and before I was even fast. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, you know, you don't get that much done training that way. Mm -hmm. You right. you, uh, you need the moderation. You need to be intelligent with with how you spend spend the time, um, and you know I, I learned a lot from uh, it, like my relationship with Alex. I think we've learned a, a lot from from each other talking uh, with our, you know about training about what works. Um, but that is a, a major warning I'd have to say to anybody who sort has sort of an obsessive personality about these things. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to make sure to. Uh, you know, moderation is important. You have to uh, go about this well. But but these days, I, I uh, still do train uh, very hard. Um, yeah. And, you know, and and it is you know about five, I guess five hours in any given day, and you know all day on on uh, the weekends. Um, right. But uh, I'm always revising how I do that because I always think. Uh, there's there is no rule book for the exact best way to to learn all of these things. There's no rule book, so yeah. we have to try to discover these things as we go along. So now uh, you had a uh, you know mentioned because you you just said right now you have a kind of an obsessive uh, you know personality when it comes to learning new new things, right? So what were some of the things? Because I want to kind of just learn a little bit more about Lance as the not just a memory guy, but just as a person who, who loves to master, you know, skills, right? So um, you were talking about sleight of hand. Were there any other things that, um, you know, growing up that you, you really got into and you just practiced until you kind of mastered that skill? Uh, sure. Um, you know, I don't think I've mastered anything yet. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, not even even spoken numbers. The the one little piece of memory that that I'm probably best at. I I, I know that I have a long way to go there. Um, but something else uh, that I was that I was putting a lot of time into um, was the bass guitar and writing music. This is mostly what mm -hmm. what I was interested in in high school, and I I uh, wrote. A fair amount of music, and I I uh, learned a bit about about music theory, and got to be able to be a decent player, good enough to play any of the kinds of things that I wanted to be able to play. Um, right. And that's 
you know, I, I've been thinking recently about uh, this question of how how much could a person get done with five minutes of practice at a or ten minutes of practice at a thing. I've been uh, thinking about you know starting something up and and uh, practicing exactly five minutes at something and no more than that, and uh, it would be it would be such a such a small little thing to do, but think of think of how far we might be able to get in a couple of years that way. When in terms of hours, we're talking one hour every two weeks. That's that's nothing. I think a person might be able to get kind of far. So I'm thinking about picking up the uh, the regular guitar, not the bass guitar, and uh, be doing that, yeah. and we can see. I still do have interests uh, in other things. I just don't pursue them. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you you talk, uh, you know, you you uh, uh, touched on a few different things that I'll get into right now as well. But uh, so uh, the reason why I wanted to, you know, pull that out as well is because there are people out there that might be what I like to call like dabblers, right? And, you know, this is a harsh sure. reality, but people kind of, they they touch their toes, right, into different things, and they're like, oh, I'll well, just see if, you know, if this works or not, but they don't really go all in. They don't just, they don't go, you know, go for their goals and, and their dreams like they should, and they can. Um, and, and the reason why I'm, I'm asking you that is because, you know, there are people out there that, that if they just put in a little bit of that for a little bit of time into what it is that they want to not necessarily master, even though they can, but just get slightly better at that they could do it, right? They could achieve those different things and, and learn these other skills. Um, and that's what you've done. You've essentially, you got into something, you kind of learned about it, right? A little bit. And then you're like, you know what? I really want to get good at this skill. So you just put in the time, put in the effort. It might've been a little bit more than maybe the average person might've, but, um, but it's still, it works. It works for you, right? So, but mm -hmm. now you, you transitioned into what you're doing with even the memory side of things where you spent 12 plus hours a day to now it's five hours and maybe you're even producing better results now than you were in the beginning. So um, you talked about the five minute thing. That's pretty awesome because I know that you and I, we talk about scheduling. We've talked about that in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and what I do is I, I do kind of something very similar to that where I'll do 15 minutes. So I'll say, I don't care if it's like cleaning my room or, or uh, you know, maybe doing the dishes or, or whatever the case, reading a book. I say 15 minutes, boom, I'll set my timer 15 minutes, it ends. As soon as that timer goes off, I close whatever it is I'm doing, I stop whatever it is I'm doing, and then I go on to something else, right? But but I think that what happens with a lot of us is we have that, that, uh, that timer inside of our mind where we don't want to do something because we think it's going to take too much time out of our day, right? But what you just mm -hmm. said, it kind of removes that barrier. You say, okay, just five minutes, just 10 minutes, just 15 minutes, and that's all I'm going to dedicate to this one skill for that time. So um, I'm, I'm glad that you that you brought that up. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. I, I think it's very important um, to uh, uh, the number of different days on which you revisit something is much more important than... Uh, how much time you spend on any one day. So, so for those dabblers, I, I think uh, I think you can do a lot as long as you uh, think of things in terms of being a long-term project that you're willing to revisit every day. Don't skip any. Now, now I'm not saying for those <laughs> on your calendar. That's good. For those watching, I'm not calling you a dabbler. I'm saying there's a lot of people out there, and all the all my viewers, all my the people listening as well, they all are go getters and love learning. That's why they're watching this right now. But uh, you know, there are people out there that kind of you know 
<laughs> Touch up on things. So, um, all right. So the memory world. Now, uh, you, when it comes to actually sitting down and training for a particular event, let's take, for example, spoken numbers, right? Like, um, do you mind if I give you a quick, I don't know, six-digit six number and you kind of walk well, through what goes on in your mind? When... <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. So, um, I don't know. I'll just make this up right now. I don't have it written down. So, uh, I don't know. Two, four, five. So first three digits, it's two, four, five. And then it's six, one, seven. All right. Mm -hmm. So I have it now. I'm pretty sure I have it. <laughs> um, right. So go ahead and repeat it back to me and then tell me how you went about doing that. How did you memorize it? Um, yeah, so you know, because uh, we're friends, that, that uh, I memorize things, uh, uh, digits, uh, three digits at a time. So, uh, you know, mm -hmm. six digits is a number that I really like. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so for that one, I, you know, I have an image for these, for these three digits. Um, the first one, 245, this is... Uh, handle is a very specific handrail a green uh, one with it feels as if it has that kind of rubberyish paint that uh, I, I don't know you can feel it on on your fingernails um, it's I, I get uh, I know where it begins and ends I know how it connects to the cement in the ground these are the uh, little kinds of details uh, that I think take me a really long way in spoken digits because spoken digits um, as long as you can recognize your images quickly you have time you have time that you don't have uh, in, in speed numbers when what you're supposed to do is basically you know go as, fa as fast as you as fast as you can handle it um, so you don't have time for the kind of clarity in spoken digits um, so um, it's, it's taken a long time but the kind of uh, attention to detail in my uh, in my images is very important for that one. Now the uh, second uh, group of digits here, uh, six six one seven. This is a shotgun. So <clears throat> the other thing that I think is very important uh, for me is um, knowing in what ways um, an object can be placed next next to another object uh, so that yeah. the combination of the two will be memorable. Uh, a rule of thumb that, right. that I have, um, well it's, I don't know if you can call this a rule of thumb, but <clears throat> my belief is that uh, here, here is what a perfect setup for memorizing digits or, or cards, this is what that would look like. Um, the, the way that each object affects the next object is so unique that you would only need to remember the very last object and then you could go back one at a time because you would know that only one object that only a shotgun creates the kind of bullet holes that it does so whenever you see those wow. kinds of bullet holes only a shotgun could have come before and whenever I think about what that shotgun would would be like in this case that shotgun would now be covered in that kind of green rubberized paint because that's what happens to right. any object that comes after 245. 
Um, and that's what happens to all objects that come after 240. Wow. And uh, how, how unmistakable is that? Um, and So, I mean, yeah. so you're paying, I, I, I think that's where this whole, I don't like to say the word obsessive, but I mean, just this, this love, I, I, I love, I, I'll use that one, this love for learning new things, right, comes into play because... A lot of people might not pay that much attention to, you know, those little things, right? Where you see the paints, you kind of dripping over, over the shotgun, maybe, right? Because sure. of the hand reel, as you blast it off, then maybe the, you know, the shreds of that rubber part kind of go onto the, uh, onto the shotgun. You might just, for me, I would just see, boom, I'm blasting the hand reel next, done, right? I'm not gonna pay attention too much to maybe the, the paint, you know, coming off of it. Now I will be, right? Because of what you told me. But maybe initially I, I might've just, no, boom. You know, shotgun being blasted onto this, boom, next. And, and see, and, and that, that actually is what can mess up somebody that doesn't pay as much attention as maybe you might, right? Because uh, I think that, okay, yeah, that's enough for me to, to move on to the next one. But in reality, it, it could be any sort of gun. It could be a handgun. It could be another type of gun, right? It could be even something, not even a gun. It can be like a bow and arrow. And maybe because I saw it shoot at this handrail, I think it's that. So I might mistake that for another set of numbers. Um, so I love that you pay that much attention to your images that you make them so memorable and so vivid that you know for a fact that it's you know this set of numbers and that's what essentially led you to having this world record right so now you have these images you said they link to one another so that the last one could kind of tell you what each of the following or preceding ones were how do you actually put them in well we kind of know in location but how do you place them along a route to help you sure. help you remember uh, the order sure uh, well, maybe a, another note uh, I sh that I, I could say a little bit more about the shotgun, uh, if I may. Sure. The, not not only does it yeah. uh, uh, create the kinds of bullet holes in, in the following object that that it does, but the kind of debris that sprays off of that next object is a kind of debris that that uh, is is the size and. Uh, and has uh, the motion of uh, it only could have been shot off uh, of that object by the shotgun. No other, not being crushed by a car or shot by anything else, is going to give that. And that kind of debris can stick can uh, stick to the object that follows the object after the object that is shot by the shotgun. Wow. So, um, so that that kind. Now I also have two thousand seven hundred and four objects. So that kind of attention to detail is something that I'm I'm not nearly finished with um, uh, yeah. with with my objects. It, it's that's a a constant thing. But but I will say to to anyone willing to uh, put put in that that kind of uh, um, attention to detail, there there is a reward after you've done it um, to yeah. to a certain number of objects. Those keep coming up, and uh, it's good every time. So as far as placing them uh, in, in uh, <clears throat> loci in, in my uh, memory palaces, uh, this is a, uh, a a nice little thing to talk about right now. As a to to back up just how important uh, it is to be uh, to know your objects in that way. Uh, my my evidence for this is that for spoken numbers, I don't have to use memory palace. 
It's, what? It's, <laughs> it's not required because each each object okay, okay. affects text in a way that is so unmistakable that all you need huh. uh, is the last object to follow it back. Um, okay. But that said, since I'm I'm probably the the only person anywhere who has that that ridiculous relationship with his uh, objects. Uh, everybody else is going to use palaces, and I do whenever it matters, you know, at a, at a championship. Right. Always going to use a palace. All so at, at the World Memory Competition, for that world record, did you use a palace, or was that all just oh, yeah. one long chain story? Yeah, I, I did use a palace, and the reason why is that okay. uh, I can still create this exact same story in a palace. It's it's not as if it's mm -hmm. uh, easier to do in just blank space, um, and and right. palace helps. So when it matters, I'm always using a palace. And uh, okay. now what what I do there uh, is you know ex expecting your viewers to have some some background knowledge about this. Uh, it, sure. You know it, it uh, people vary on on how many images they want to put uh, in each locus. Now, in this in this uh, this discipline, I'll uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, say that I, I use two per locus, <laughs> and in everything else that I do with numbers, I use three per locus. So, biases. Um, the now that's that's two or three images, right? That's, Not two that's or three right. Digits. That's right. Images, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm right, right, I'm always right. always going to be placing uh, uh, some number divisible by three in one locus because it's going to be that many objects. Um, <clears throat> right. Okay. So why would I do six uh, six uh, images? Or I'm sorry, six digits instead of nine digits. Digits. <laughs> um, yeah. And the answer is that. I experiment with changing every possible thing I can, everywhere I can, and I record my results. And two per locus works better for me here. I have no explanation for it, but uh, I can I can tell you that I, I probably wouldn't have been able to set a world record if I had never just just said you know what for for a week or so I'm only going to use two per locus and. In uh, all of my disciplines, and I'm going to see if it makes a difference somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's interesting. Uh, Hannes, uh, who is also very, very uh, skilled at this uh, discipline, as as usual, uh, yeah. he uses one object per locus, where where uh, everywhere else he uses two. So he also cuts it down by one. So. Anyone who wants to maybe you know improve their skills there might maybe there's something to this idea of reducing it by by uh, one. And now uh, the loci inside the palaces are are often not very close to each other, and not so close to each other to where if my second object in the first locus is a, a pair of scissors, um, that that's going to be easy to make it cut the second. Uh, or the first object of the second locus, which, which could be 15 feet away, which of course needs to be cut in some very specific way that only scissors can do. Um, <laughs> so right. what I wind up doing here a lot of the time is uh, just simply kind of imagining that that pair of scissors, because I've got 
three seconds to listen to the next to the next uh, three digits. And in those three seconds, I'm just kind of kind of walking over there with a the pair of scissors. And when that third second or that third digit is read, boom, the picture comes into mind and it, it gets snipped. So wow. uh, there's a lot of carrying uh, from and, and also this this uh, linking every single object like this. This is not something I've ever heard of anybody else doing. Uh, while everybody agrees that no. that is important to create links between your objects, um, taking it to this extreme yeah. level, uh, uh, you know, it, it isn't something that that uh, may be uh, necessary, but but it certainly doesn't hurt either. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. So, do you do that in every event, or just spoken numbers, where you interlink um, objects even across locations? I do that in every discipline. Every event. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I think I was. Oh yeah, I was talking to Alex, and he says he just does it for spoken numbers. He may or may not still do it, but uh, um, yeah. So, is it okay if I show you a few cards and you kind of just tell me the images that you? would uh use for that and um how you would memorize those few cards yeah absolutely yeah okay let me hang up. Okay. all right <clears throat> so uh is a good one all right so you do for for cards you have for every two cards you have one image is that correct that is correct all right so we'll do um we'll do a few of these all right i'll just do these and then, so for card for the deck of cards, do you you do three objects per location, correct? Uh, or is that two? two? You know, if it's if it's <laughs> uh, uh, it, it depends on the length of time that I'm memorizing for. Like I said, I have no explanation for for why <laughs> that might change, other than having recorded my scores. I know it right. works. For for speed cards, one deck at a time, two objects per locus. Two. Always. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then we'll do this. We'll just do we'll do three, but then I, I just want to see how you would interlink with the first object on the next location. All right. So um, here are the cards. I don't know if you can see that clearly. Yeah, I got it. Okay. So we'll do these first, and then I'll bring up the other ones right now. So how would you memorize, I can't even see it right, but uh, eight of clubs, four of diamonds, ace of hearts, king of spades. How would you memorize well, this? Can you, uh, can you pick up those other ones again where they yeah. were? See, I actually I spread from the face of the deck, so the okay. uh, four of clubs and three of hearts, those are going to be my first ones to memorize. Okay, okay. All right, like so we'll do these. Right. So those are uh, an alarm. An alarm is is a uh, an interesting object for me because it's the only object that um, destroys. Uh, well, it's not the only. It's it, it destroys uh, the loci themselves in my palace, and uh, that's there are only a couple objects I have that do that. So so that's very unique and very memorable. Um, okay. Anyway, you said an alarm. An alarm. It, it's okay, it's right. a uh, an an a uh, an alarm clock that I okay, used to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. That uh, if it, it like vibrated and 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 like so, I can definitely imagine that bouncing around and destroying the walls and so. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or in this case, um, running into uh, a Yoda here. <laughs> Yoda. Yeah, it's kind of you know smacking into his his uh, face and leaving the kind of imprint. 
that the alarm does leap okay. um, on his face. And uh, he does this uh, double somersault uh, forward flip kind of thing that he does uh, that I saw in some one of the new movies, episode one, I think, uh, and destroys a... Uh, now, now, at this time, he has jumped off into the next locus. Right. So that would be right Very, Of course. There are only two in the first locus. So, uh, Jeed, as, as I refer to Yoda, I don't... I have a... a uh, you, you know, I... I, I Came up with a way to memorize cards. That's that's uh, uh, that you would never want me to explain it on a video <laughs> like this. It's I wrote I wrote a just a, like a not probably about nine pages this little article mm -hmm. to explain how to put it together, and uh, that was that was two years ago, and people are still sending me messages and emails asking yeah. me to to explain it better. It's, I'll, I'll post easy. it. I'll post it down below if it's still if it's online and you know available to the yeah, public. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. I'll post it down below. So for those that want to learn more about that, link either somewhere on this video or down below. So uh, we'll post all the resources mm -hmm. down below as well. All right, cool. Sure. And then so Yoda yeah, is doing. Yeah. Sure, he, he's uh, jumping into the the uh, next locus to uh, slice the uh, this kind of uh, that that kind of reel that holds film that was in old projectors. Okay. You know, he he slices that reel in half, but you know, and and it leaves that kind of metal glowing slag that the that his lightsaber always does, but yeah. still allows that that uh, film to be pulled out like tape, so it can wrap around the next object in the way that that kind of film does. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Now a, a little note on, uh, again on, on the uh, call uh, system. Um, it's it's put into uh, two phases. It's written in two phases, and the first is is uh, um, actually a, an extremely convenient way to go for for the uh, anybody who wants to memorize two cards at a time. There is no more convenient solution to this problem, and this is why uh, uh, Alex eventually I was I was able to convince him to use this one. <laughs> Uh, right. Which and uh, we we uh, did that together a, a couple years ago, um, mm -hmm. and now I'm sure he'll endorse it as well. It's it's <laughs> it's an easy way to go and, and really effective, even if it's hard to understand at first. Sorry, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, so that's how you do you know the interlinking between the cards. Can you? Uh, I'm sure you can. Um, sorry, I put you on the spot. Can you recite the the six six cards? Oh sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think you can, but the uh, three three of hearts and four of clubs, king of spades, ace of hearts, four of diamonds, two of clubs. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> all right, yeah, there you go. No, yeah. All right, so um, there. all right, so that's you know numbers, car. You're incredible and all the other events as well and uh, I'm sure we'll do like a follow-up video where uh, you know we can go deeper into all of them but right now I want to talk about you keep we mentioned Alex a few times and I asked him the same question because he is you know you and him kind of just you guys bounce ideas back and forth and you guys help each other out right so what do you think is what's the importance of surrounding yourself 
even if it's not physically in the presence of them, but maybe just communicating with them back and forth, right, through, through Facebook or email or whatever the case might be, or just talking on the phone. What do you think is the importance of having someone there to to run ideas back and forth with and, and to help each other out as essentially training partners? What's the importance of that? And, and uh, what would you tell others to do when it comes to, you know, finding someone to, to connect with in, in that regard? Um, yeah, well... If just looking at the the scores that people tend to usually get, uh, Jonas von Essen is is a bit out of practice right now. I don't know if he's still doing it, but you would see that if if there were a World Memory Championship uh, today, the the most likely six candidates for victory there would be Alex and I, there would be Jonas and Simon, um, and I don't really know if. Marvin and Jonas are friends, but I expect that they are. That um, it is extremely, yeah. they're, they're both extremely from Sweden. important to have this kind of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Sweden, Hannes and Simon from Germany, Simon from Germany. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think uh, I think it's important, and and of course uh, uh, I I think it's also important uh, above all that that the people you're talking talking with, uh, you know, want to keep up with this with you on, on a very regular uh, basis because that's the thing. I mean, Alex Alex and I, um, we've had some some sort of form of contact for the majority of the days of in the past probably two, two years or more. Um, on, on most days, we've, we've uh, had some sort of contact, and I think that's a, uh, really important. Right. Yeah, man, that, that's strong because, again, the results show and you just mentioned the top six people that could potentially win in the next competition if it was held like today. And they're in, it's in Paris, right? Uh, so, uh, you know, for, you know, for those watching, make sure to find somebody because I know that there are times when we're out there and we're even if it's not memory, but any sort of skill that we want to learn and master or get good at. Right. Sometimes we just might be alone, whether it's playing the guitar or, you know, or memorizing a deck of cards, whatever the case might be. Uh, sometimes we're alone and we don't have anybody out there to kind of bounce ideas off of and, and say, hey, what's working for you? What's working? You know, here's what's working for me. Let's let's see if we can share this. So um, so definitely connect with somebody. Find somebody out there to connect with and, and you know, partner up with. Um, so, you know, you can contact, you know, I'm sure Lance is if you can find him. I'll post all the links down below. But. Um, you know, if you want coaching from Lance, I'm sure that he's there and, and he's available for you. Um, he'll be able to, you know, coach you through different processes. So make sure to contact Lance if you want coaching. Um, and he's a great partner to to just kind of bounce ideas off of and, and uh, you know, and learn how to master something such as, you know, memory. So that's a good resource right there, man. You know, connect with somebody, somebody that's – and even if you can't get a hold of Lance or – I'm sorry, not uh, necessarily connect with just because I'm sure Lance has a lot of clients right now also that – He's, uh, you know, helping out. But even if it's not last, find somebody to connect with and, and you know, bounce ideas off of. So that's, uh, that's awesome right there, man. Um, now, moving into um, 
you know, what's next for Lance? Because you've, you've obviously you've done great things. You got into this world. You're, you're continuing to kick butt. I see, you know, your progress where me and you are also, you know, uh, I'm seeing you're helping me out when it comes to memory. I'm, I'll help you out with business stuff as well. So I, I know that you have big plans for your future and what you want to do in the memory world. And also when it comes to also coaching and helping out others, right? You want to share this with as many people as you can. So talk to me about what's in line uh, in 2016 and moving forward 2017 and, you know, the next several years in the memory world and also in coaching and helping out others to learn this and master this. Yeah. Um, well, you know, for, I, I think for as long as I can go, I'm always going to try to be at, at the uh, edge of being a good competitor um, because I, uh, because everybody's always learning in this world and, and I want to always be, be uh, getting better and I know what there is to know. Um, right. But, you know, from now on, there, there's going to be another focus as well. Um, yeah. And I guess looking at, at my past few years, this, this always has been a, a kind of a focus, and, and it's, uh, that's teaching others and, and uh, yeah. helping others out. You know, the, those people who've, uh, who've reached out to me to, to uh, contact contact me to, to ask me questions, um, that those have you know developed into uh, long relationships. A lot of time have gone into these, and and at this point there are uh, it's there are sometimes more than uh, you know that that that's hard that part. Um, yeah. But you know I, I uh, want to uh, really start ramping up um, um, coaching on on a professional level um, right. because. Um, I, for one, like I said, there there are enough people um, who contact me regularly that that uh, I, yeah. I mean I, it's, but uh, this is it would be, um, this is my my love my passion, um, yeah. and seeing that the development of of others is uh, is. I guess that would be my my other passion, the development of others in in this area, and and if I can play a part in that, that is huge. That's rewarding. So, uh, right. Uh, as a as a professional life, getting getting out there in the media and, and things like that, more uh, are are going to play a, a bigger part of my future. And uh, and uh, but this is, I mean, th this is the the uh, path. For, to a good life. I, I wanted to have right. uh, some some kind of something I could say about you know about myself that might make people. I know I'm a good coach because I've helped a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, oh, you are. But nobody else should necessarily know that. So um, I'm so <laughs> happy to have now. I've got this this world record um, where uh, you know people uh, just. But yeah, you know, I'm happy happy to to help out uh, anyone, and, and especially one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, you know, yeah. whatever a person's into, people a lot of people don't uh, really want to get into the competitive memory world, but there are uh, um, reasons, uh, all sorts of reasons that a person would want a better memory. Right now, I'm coaching oh, yeah, a person sure. who. Uh, once he wants to memorize the Bible, this is a a, uh, a big thing for him. And um, right. uh, memorizing the Bible is something uh, I've never done, but uh, I have been doing it 
uh, along with him. We we just recently started. Have uh, uh, been in contact starting starting recently. Uh, but the the kinds of skills that I have can be used for for all kinds of things. Even though we like to talk about about competitive memory, <laughs> that that's kind of the world right. we're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's strong because uh, you know. I, you helped me out with uh, a lot of things, but one in particular was abstract images, which I sucked at. And I and I think that was, that, that is pretty much one of the hardest events for a lot of people that don't have, say, a strategy or certain technique. They just try to figure it out as they go when they're in a competition setting. Um, but it, what you taught me for that event, actually, it, it helped me break the Australian record. I didn't even know that until after I broke it. They're like, hey, you just broke the Australian record. I'm not Good Australian, job. so Good it's job. not official. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's not official because I'm not, you know, Australian citizen. But it was still pretty cool to be able to say that, right? Um, and, and so I know that you are an amazing coach because you helped me out tremendously. But um, but also it, outside from just memory competitions, like you said, people do need to learn this to help them out in everyday situations. So that's very powerful that you know and strong that you are there to to help people not only when it comes to memorizing a deck of cards very quickly, but also memorizing everyday things such as Bible or I'm sure other things as well. Uh, so again, links will be down below to how to contact Lance in that regard if you want coaching from him. So now, um, kind of just to wrap this up, it's been an incredible interview. I'm sure that you and I will have many, many more conversations and people can so. also, you know, uh, uh, ask you questions and we'll be able to bring those forward during our next sessions. But, uh, for right now, man, I just want to move away from memory for a bit. Um, I just want to ask Lance about just, just don't Lance, right? Lance about Lance. All right. So. Lance, what do you like to uh, to do aside from just memorizing, uh, you know, and, and training for this? What do, what are some of your favorite hobbies? And I, you know, you said sleight of hand and you know playing bass guitar and those kind of things. But what do you like to do aside from from those? You like playing video games, reading, you know, what are some of your hobbies? Uh, yeah, um, you know, there's there's really not much else. Uh, there's so <laughs> there. So much I, I have to still test and and learn with this. It's it's so hard uh, to to try to get to the top to hopefully be able to to stay stay somewhere around there in the uh, you know in the competitive world. Uh, I just I, I feel a little guilty uh, doing something that's mm -hmm. enjoyable uh, during time mm -hmm. when I could be working on my strategy and skills. It's <laughs> it's maybe a little bit. Uh, Insane. Yeah. Sometimes I, I do play uh, I do play video games. Um, but okay. one thing that I'm always I always select uh, video games I play based on how much space there is and and uh, variation in the uh, landmarks and things like that because I need to be using them to make palaces the whole time. Otherwise, how could <laughs> okay. I justify uh, playing video games? <laughs> That's funny. So <laughs> that's awesome because look, you're having fun, you're playing video games, and at the same time, you're still essentially training. So hey, why not combine the two, right? So yeah. Yeah, video games and then also train while you're doing that. What's your yeah. favorite movie? What do you, you know, maybe, I don't know if you watched any recently, but maybe even from the past. What, what's a movie that you really enjoy oh, watching? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That always gets people because that's like a thinker. It does. Know? Yeah. You know, I I'm sure I'd come up with some better better thing later, <laughs> but maybe yeah. the, the first thing that comes to a couple movies that I that I liked a lot. I liked Memento. I liked V for Vendetta. That's a, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. 
My, yeah, psychology. Memento. I remember I, I watched that for uh, for my psychology class. Actually, they made me watch it. I know that was I know my before... favorite. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the Count of Monte Cristo. They did such a good job. Hmm. Excellent, excellent. Okay. Yeah. So there you've got it. I have not seen that yet. I'll definitely put that on my list. <laughs> cool. Top three right there. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So everybody, go watch the movie. I'm going to watch them. Uh, cool. So I already saw one of them. Um, all right. And what do you like to listen to? What's your favorite type of like, music? Uh, the, uh, the two kinds of music that I like the most, um, I like, I, well, one kind of music that I think about is either a certain, either classical music or a uh, more more often uh, electronic music. That's a certain kind. These are this is all music that I listen to that that uh, just makes me that I like to focus on what's being done, um, and it's it's kind of a thinking process. Uh, now, okay. aside from that, there's that kind of music that that really gets you, and that's. It's so, such a different process for me listening to that kind of music. That that they're different things, but um, there, okay. um, it it does vary a lot. Um, but uh, there are the 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 bands that uh, have a the unique brand of of rock music. So we'll say, yeah. you know, we'll say Radiohead and uh, others that. Okay. Um, might be along those lines. Now there's right. a band, a band called uh, um, the Punch Brothers, who are uh, somewhere between this hitting me hard emotionally and just being just, uh, so uh, their music being so uh, difficult and uh, um, yeah. it's 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 classical uh, based and influenced. Uh, Bluegrass music, where you could say they they uh, mm. use the instruments of bluegrass, um, but the music they play maybe isn't bluegrass music. Um, but okay. but wow, they're a little bit of they're range there. Something right. else, yeah, it's it is a range. <laughs> cool, it man. Range. All right, so now what uh, what's uh what's your favorite sport? What do you like to watch or play? You know, um, yeah. What do you, what's your favorite yeah. sport? Yeah, well, I think I think of uh, memory sports definitely as as sports uh, <laughs> because it's right. because it's all it's it's comp oh, it's competition um, and yeah. uh, and all of my training I, I think it about is. always thinking of, of the way that uh, that basketball players train that chess players train mm. that or that uh, you know I don't know much about golf but a little bit that I do know about golf uh, yeah um, okay. So you know any anything where where uh, I don't really I don't really watch sports I don't play sports I, I don't have a favorite yeah. sport in, in that capacity but um, okay I, I have a, an immense but I think you you take a little bit from each sport right I do and I have an immense respect that I didn't used to have for for people who who uh, play sports at, at the top level because uh, it's a yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot that goes into to uh, what you have to do to to try to uh, exactly. get somewhere near the, the top for that. Um, but yeah, sorry, I don't have a better 
specific answer. <laughs> no, that's a, that's man, that's, that's a good answer because uh, yeah, you these athletes, professional athletes, especially professional athletes, they put in a lot of hours to get to that position. So if you can emulate them and model them in a way that you know it can benefit you in this sport, which is memory sports, then hey, all the power to you. So that's that's awesome, man. And to close it out, what's your favorite or top? Quotes like what do you like really attach to as far as like a saying that you that you heard of uh, growing up or, or nowadays? Well, and if you don't have one, you can just like make nope. one up. <laughs> no, um, there there are a couple, I guess there are a couple. You know, one I like uh, um, from Nietzsche is uh, um, only those with chaos in their souls can give birth to dancing stars. I I like this. I, I feel like a person does have chaos in my soul. Uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you a very common thing thing that people repeat this is something that I hate a bit a little a different question. <laughs> uh, it's, that's yeah. uh, this this little this phrase that it's it's not true and it's something people say to them people say to other people and uh, I guess it's supposed to be comforting but but people will say but it's, hmm. there's always somebody better than you, right? That's hmm. that's true. That's true in every case except for no, for uh, that's for the best. Whoever's the best at something, but that that's uh, that's not supposed to be. It, to me, it feels like that's not supposed to be comforting. It's it's supposed to make you jealous of that person for whom that's not true, and and that's supposed to make you okay. make you go go. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's okay not to be the best, but uh, it's mm -hmm. but. Uh, that should maybe cause some amount of discomfort because couldn't couldn't I yeah. be the best? You could, anybody could. There's there's a way. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of like I have mixed feelings about this mm -hmm. quote, um, which is everything happens for a reason, right? I mean that's mm -hmm. that's a, mm -hmm. one of the go-to ones that oh, yeah. just like what you just said. Um, so everything happens for a reason, and it kind of goes hand in hand with with the one that you just mentioned. Uh, like there's somebody always better I than that. you, but I, I like I, I used to always say that like everything happens for a reason. Um, when I was being lazy and I didn't put in as much effort as I should have in say a certain task, oh I got an F in a class, oh everything happens for a reason. Like no, I just did not do my homework. I did not do what I had to do. That it happened because I was being lazy, right? So yeah. um, you know I, I don't know. Do you? But then also on the good like. Something didn't happen for me, but again, this is why I have mixed feelings about that because listen if it wasn't for me getting bad grades in school I would probably not be in this memory world right now So I guess it kind of did happen for a reason, but at the same time it shouldn't have happened I should have been doing better than I was doing right so I don't know I kind of have mixed feelings about that one But you know going along with what you just said like yeah always strive to be better because if you just like, I think it, it, for those that attach themselves to the one that you mentioned it's kind of like you're settling you're settling for Just average right and, and not really going for being the best in the world at something so um, So yeah, I mean I think in both regards you kind of see it both ways, but it, for sure I can uh, see it from your point of view where no like listen go after being go after the top go after you being the the best and holding that trophy at the end of the day right um because yeah that's going to drive you and motivate you to keep keep pushing forward so cool man <laughs> Um, all right, now that's pretty much it. Thank you so much. I can keep talking to you for hours on end, and I know a lot of people want to hear you for a lot oh, yeah. longer. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, but uh, it was awesome to to have you on for this Memory Experts video interview. 
And okay. again, for those watching and listening, I'll post all the links to where you can find Lance down below, social media, Facebook, the works, uh, websites, all that good stuff, contact information down below. Contact him. If you want coaching, if you just want to like just talk to him about anything, uh, uh, you know, go ahead and, and, and uh, message him in, in that regard. So I'll post all that below. But uh, that's pretty much it. You want to share anything with uh, the viewers and listeners at home, Lance? Um, well, oh... Yeah, I guess I can't can't improvise any, anything like that until till the till the moment we uh, stop talking. <laughs> oh, I but I'll just just say to you, it's it's been a uh, a lot of fun. I, I sure hope uh, you do have me back here. I'd love For to, sure. yeah, come. You know what I want to struggle have? with these questions <laughs> about movies and so on. Is often. No, those always get people because look, the memory ones we often get asked these questions, so we have like our answers, right? Uh, these mm -hmm. other ones are kind of like, all right, let's, let's think about them. That's why I throw them out uh, out there. So they're cool. Uh, what I want to do is um, hopefully in one of the future competitions, um, I want to have maybe a, like a memory experts panel, like all the top of you, Alex, Nelson, you know, the German, Simon, Johannes. So I think that'd be pretty awesome to have. Maybe at the XMT, we can have something like that. Um, and you'd be a part of that. If uh, you sure. that. Cool, man. Of um, course. <laughs> all right. So thank you guys so much for watching. Yeah. What is it? I was going to say, time will tell if, if I'm anywhere near the top of the XMT. <laughs> yeah. last, last year, I definitely wasn't. <laughs> you will be, man. You will be. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, thank you guys for watching. Make sure, again, to uh, check that out. Uh, go to my website, aemind.com. Again, that's where I'll post all the links to uh, Lance's information right there. And to watch other memory experts' videos from other top memory people, uh, click somewhere around here, and uh, you'll be able to watch all those videos. So that's it for right now. I am out. Keep learning. Keep pushing forward. Keep having an empowered mind. Peace out.